Hey, everybody. Fantastic show this morning. We discussed the current situation with Blur bidding and how it is manipulating the NFT market. We also discussed some NFT projects essentially being hard rugs, their founders exiting and moving on from the space, leaving bag holders upset and angry. We also have Franklin on the show, and we talked to him about his participation in Blur farming and market manipulation. It's definitely a good conversation. At the end, we talk about different NFT collections that are available like Sappy Seals, Wrecked Guy, Valhalla, and and more. As usual, the show is sponsored by SoRare. You can sign up at the nifty.com slash SoRare. If you like NFTs and fantasy sports, then SoRare is the platform for you. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday, February 24th, and you have tuned into the NFT Morning Show. We run the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10, 15 a.m. Eastern Time, where we talk all things JPEGs, finances, entertainment, and everything in between, I'm your host, P.O., here with my co-host, the funniest man in the business, a gigabrain in his own right, Nifty Nick. Easy Eats Bodega, one of the most active market participants that you're ever going to find. Nobody knows which way the wind is blowing like Easy knows which way it's blowing. He's the host of GMGM Market Talk. He's the host of Web3 Made Easy, and he is the founder of Bodago, soon to be the number one NFT collection on on a blockchain near you. We got Bunny. Bunny, it just says that you're NFT Nick's self-proclaimed best friend. Yeah, I kind of see it as like the Web3, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart. <laughs> you're The Rock and Nick is Kevin Hart? Yeah, it's pretty odd. <laughs> Dude, you see how clear? that Like he knew which one was which, Nick. <laughs> Nick, do you have any comment on that? Now let's move on to the next subject. <laughs> well, Nick, how are you doing this morning, amigo? I spent my night dreaming about how I was fixing the uh, <clears throat> the uh, alarm, w w the ring. The, what do you call the thing when you ring a do doorbell? There you a go. Doorbell. Fixing the doorbell on my apartment. I literally had an entire dream about that all night. It was, it was like, you know, when you're just like working in a dream and you're like, what? I just spent the whole night working. So yeah, you know? exactly. You were working all night. Yeah, I pretty much was working and then I woke up early uh, and I'm just like, what's going on here? But the, this is, it's one of the most, it was, it was unsatisfying. Anyways. I'm sorry uh, to hear that, man. I'll, I'll make it through. I feel like we'll make it. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday. We got a lot to talk about. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a jam. Easy, how are you doing this morning, amigo? Man, I'm trying to figure out this Bueno thing to generate some art. And let me tell you, the finding rules is some busy work. Uh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. But no, it's good. Uh, wasn't as active in the market yesterday. Uh, Killer Bears had a nice run up, though. So that was great to see. Captains had a nice run up from last week. Also great to see. So it looks like them buys are panning out if you're listening to the uh, buy, sell, send it. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, it looks like this thing, the the open edition Killer Bears things at 0.054, which I think is higher than where uh, I three is today on that. The actual Killer Bears broke four, though. So Damn. they were sub four yesterday. And I said, I think we retest five. And uh, it's looking like it's shaping up to be exactly like that. We had captains go on a nice run too after a uh, an interesting thread about the meme token got dropped. I think that drove some volatility in price action. And thankfully, no milady showed up to my door. So that was a win. That's a, that's always a win. That's a huge win. Clemente, what's going on? How are you doing this morning? I'm fired up, man. I went to uh, an XFL game last night. Um which is the, for anyone that doesn't know, it's like a league that was started by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. There's eight teams. It's way less rules than the NFL, and it's like a, a feeder league for for the NFL. So it's like a bunch of, like we have Josh Gordon, the Seattle Sea Dragons do, and it, it was a good time. It was pretty rowdy. Yeah, I bet it was rowdy. So I think it was started by Vince McMahon, the yeah. founder of WWE, and The Rock bought it from him. Yeah. Yeah, they're not playing around. They're not playing. There weren't a lot of people there. Apparently, you can get season tickets for like three hundred bucks <laughs> on like the third row. <laughs> but you know, it was a good time. Nick, what do you think of that? Do you want to go to a sporting event where season season tickets for great seats cost three hundred bucks? Yeah, in fact, I'd prefer going to a sporting event like that. 
<laughs> okay, all right. Nick, do you want to say anything before? I'm just curious, uh, before we get to our question of the day, is there anything on Nick's mind that he wants to get out there? Uh, no, I'm just enjoying being in Paris. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, you probably forgot. We are in Paris right now. The whole squad is in Paris for NFT Paris. Oh, la, la. Oh, je m'appelle Nicolas. Uh, how are you doing today? <laughs> Listen to that. Listen to old Nick uh, representing for Paris out here. I love how we were able to recreate our at-home setups in Paris. Like that's the level of professionalism that we bring every single day to our content is we had set deck design a whole, uh, you know, just re reproduction of our home setups only in Paris, which is pretty cool. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we got the question of the day today. Clemente, what's the question of the day? What are your go-to weekend activities? I'm, uh, I'm trying to make some weekend plans and I'd love some, some ideas. So uh, it's posted and pinned. Easy. What do you do on the weekends? I work. <laughs> do you do anything else? No. I sit at my desk and I work. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Sometimes I'll get crazy and uh, go have some food maybe sometimes if I'm feeling, I'm feeling rowdy. But that's about it, you know? Um, it's a good time. How about you, Pia? What do you do on the weekends? Uh, well, I will maybe sometimes get on my e-bike that uh, you know I purchased because Nick bought one and uh, go around New York. I'll meet up with friends of mine. Sometimes I'll train a little martial arts, you know, do the different things. What do you do on the weekends, Nick? Uh, I work as well, you know, because I drank the other night. Uh, and uh, I now don't need a weekend for the next three years. So uh, that's that's uh, my sort of plan. I, I'm going to a Broadway play tonight. Ooh. And uh, what play tomorrow? The Michael Jackson one. Oh, damn. That's going to be sick. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, you got good seats. I have no idea. Uh, I didn't buy them. Um, so, yeah, the. Uh, I don't know the rest of the weekend. I mean, I don't know. We have some stuff coming up here. Uh, and so my guess is I'll be doing some work, um, but I'll also be relaxing some as well. My, my main goal is to sleep. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. Bunny, what do you do on the weekends before I read some audience responses? Just Twitter. <laughs> you don't do anything else? I, I coach my son's basketball team. We play on Saturdays. We're five-point underdog. Uh, this week. <laughs> First of all, buddy, what makes you qualified to coach basketball? Oh, dude, don't let anybody go. Trust me. People aren't falling over to coach these uh, first grade basketball teams, Bill, let me tell you. <laughs> Wait, you're uh, a five-point underdog? Like, hold up, hold up. There's lines? Yeah, me and the parents, we, we put lines together. No, you don't. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> How serious do you take it? Is it on the table for you to fight another coach or another parent? No, there was the two parents. Uh, so the, the great under is the kindergarten league. Uh, for week one, there were two parents who got into a brawl uh, in the stands. So. <laughs> and they don't keep score in these leagues. They don't even keep score. So I don't know what the hell they're fighting about. <laughs> well, you hear about that stuff. If you don't have uh, little tykes of your own, you might not see it with your own eyes. That's why I ask, Bunny. Uh, really great to know that you're a parent uh, out of everybody here. Bunny's the one with the kids. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got some responses. Vinny Hager, very talented artist, the artist behind the collection Letters by Vinny Hager. Let us know on the weekends he draws. I bet you do more than that, Vinny. But thank you for that contribution. Rondell, uh, one of our uh, super listeners, shout out to Rondell, said she just got back from a Harry Styles concert. Then she has Ed Sheeran and Florence and the Machine coming up the next two weekends. So she's going to concerts. What she's not telling you is she's taking hallucinogenic drugs when she goes to those concerts. Lurk loves you. Very talented artist said he works every day, but he'll go for walks. He'll go to Costco, maybe go to dinner. Play Destiny 2 with the homies. Easy. What is Destiny 2? Destiny is a great game. It's a uh, RPG open world style. So missions, dungeon, like think Diablo, but futuristic. Dude, I just want to say a shout out to everyone doing human things, man. You're, you're out there drinking water. You're out there eating food. You may even use the bathroom. You may even sleep a little bit. That's what I'm talking about. That's called survival. That's called living. 
That's called being an effective human. Do you have shelter? Do you sleep at night? That's the type of thing that we're looking for out here as humans. And so I'm going to be doing some of that. I do that stuff every single day. And I just, you know, I just want to say I appreciate all of you for living those uh, experiences uh, the same way that we do. Some of us getting even crazy and going to concerts. I mean, that's pretty extreme. As we discussed yesterday, that's a place you're not going to find me anytime soon. Uh, but I may go to a nice sit-down restaurant, you know, and uh, get into a little bit of di a disagreement with, with those, the with the local, yeah, with like the that. staff of the organization. Or, 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 yeah. yeah, that's that's a, a high probability event with me. I'm going to be honest. Uh, went to a sushi place last weekend, and uh, <laughs> how was it? It was it was talking about omakase everywhere. They they discuss it when you make the reservation. When you walk up to the restaurant, it says get our omakase only. I think it's like 85 or 65, but whatever the amount was, it's reasonable for a New York omakase. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get there. I'm going to do it. I sit down. I place the order, and I'm like, I'm going to have the omakase, or we're both going to have the omakase, the person I was with. And uh, uh, the woman or the gentleman working there was like, mm, I'm going to go have to check with the chef to see if we can do any more omakase. <laughs> And I was like, sorry? And they were like, yeah, I got to go check. And they went and they checked and they couldn't do omakases anymore. <laughs> Not for you, they can't. Not for you, they can't. I was can. like, I was so excited to go and do this omakase experience. I was like, maybe I finally found like, I like having a go-to spot where I can get, if I want to live it up and have a really nice dinner and have a nice omakase, I got a spot nearby I can go to. Okay. So I was excited that I may have found, it was in, uh, in like Prospect Park, and I mm. thought, okay, you know, like uh, or Prospect Heights, whatever the area is there, and uh, but relatively close. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm gonna find a nice spot here. No, they don't. They won't serve it to me. Here's 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 the kicker. So I made like kind of. <laughs> I was like, so can I go and order all of the items that are on the omakase right now, and then you just deliver that to me? And uh, the the people said, uh. uh what did, what did they they were like <laughs> well i don't know if you can do that and i was like you have all the items right here i was like i'm just gonna order that and they were like oh man i don't know if you can so the manager comes over and has a conversation she's like i'm so sorry but here's what i recommend uh and then at the end of the dinner she says the whole dinner is on me wow and, and but here's the thing so I now get up to, and I'm going to give you a dessert for free. Would you like a, a, oh, mo that, a mochi a That mochi sounds good cream. to you. That sounds really good. Like, are you serious? So now I'm just like, I feel bad that I made like an issue of this. But here's the kicker. I, I go, uh, I use the bathroom after the meal, and I wash, uh, wash my hands. I come back, and I'm like, uh, my enthusiasm is through the roof at this moment. Oh, yeah. Basically. You're pulling the like, wool over them. I free dinner, and I sit down. And I look and I glance eyes with one of the uh, with a waitress like I cross paths. No surprise. As I'm, as I'm looking through the uh, restaurant and she's like, oh, and she runs over and gets the bill and charges me. And the manager is nowhere to be found at this <laughs> moment in time. And I'm like, did I misunderstand the situation that mm -hmm. we just had there? I'm not about to like be like, I deserve a free meal at this point in time. So I just I, I bite the bullet and I pay for it. Manager is gone. Let me just tell you, if you want to give away a free meal, that's the way to do it. That's That was like a curb your enthusiasm style like thing. I'm going to make you an offer and then just disappear. Nowhere to be found. You got Anyways, a free meal, but it turns out you didn't. But you got to experience all the emotions that come along with it. That is hilarious. It's certainly something out of curb your enthusiasm. Uh yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, some other responses from the uh, you know audience members here. We got real blinky Nagiri saying that he goes to Union Square Farmers Market, great produce. Doc's in the location showing that he's a New York uh, farmers market goer. Uh, Sean Smith said that he works a half day and then goes to the Italian market down the street and gets lunch on Saturdays. Looks forward to it every week. I love stuff like that. When you have a spot that you go to uh, routinely and you know that it's good, uh, love looking forward to that. Our guy Quad, Quadzilla, said he does Pokemon Go. I didn't know that was still a thing, so shout out to Quad. We'll read more responses in a bit, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, anyway, shout out to our sponsor of today's show, So Rare. 
If you don't know, SoRare is actually one of the biggest names in crypto. They have millions of registered users and hundreds of thousands of monthly active users. It's basically fantasy sports on the blockchain. Right now, they have deals with the NBA, the MLB, that's Major League Baseball. And get this, the English Premier League signed a four-year deal with them recently. So the biggest football league, soccer league in the world has a four-year deal with them. In January, they had $25 million in sales volume, and they've already had $20 million in sales volume in February, led by, we've talked about this on the show, a $190,000 sale of a Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, basketball card. So pretty crazy stuff. Um, like I mentioned, hundreds of thousands of users are playing the NBA game on so rare every single week. If you're a fantasy sports person, if you're in one of these dynasty leagues, then why not attach blockchain, attach ownership of the cards that represent the players that you have on your team so that you can you know, build for the long term versus just having a transactional fantasy league. Anyway, sign up for so rare at the nifty.com slash so rare. That's T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y dot com slash so rare. Uh, I just wanted to shout out Gohieta Hua who says he uh, beat my four, uh, I will beat my four-year-old son in video games until he cries. That sounds like a great weekend activity, and you sound like a lovely father. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it. Anyway, uh, we got to run through our weather report today. I'm actually going to be the person delivering, unless Nick wants to. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll do the weather let's report rock. today. Uh, today's weather report, there's weather out there. Uh, we got volume in the market. Sometimes it's up and sometimes it's down. A lot of people get confused about which directions those are. Up means the numbers go up. Down means the numbers go down. Today's total market volume, $82 million. That's a lot. But it's mostly blur farming. Blur, $56 million in volume. OpenSea, $16 million. Shout out to Franklin and Machi, who are just completely manipulating the markets out there and driving it into the absolute gutter. Apes, 75.5. Mutant, 16.1. Punk, 63.9. We got Azuki, the mid-caps here, looking at 15.1. Moonbird, 6.3. I saw him drop down there. Rough times. Doodles, 5.5. Pudgies, 5.5. Pudgies uh, tied with Doodles. I mean, I, that's where I like to see it. Clonex, 5.1. Damn, it's just like mid-caps are just like a price. Like there's no variance between them, huh? That's ridiculous. Just buy a mid-cap. Called a mid-cap index. Who gives a shit what NFT it is? You're not getting anything from it anyways. Over the past 24 hours, United Planets DAO, the governance entity of inhabitants created by Pixel Vault. Remember them? They're back. Not launching anything. Instead, they're buying an asset from another game. They're placing a bid, 690E, for the golden key owned by Dookie Dash winner Mongrel. Mongrel is yet to decide on the offer. You know, this guy just laughs in the face of millions of dollars. OpenSea's partnership launched Modern Muse, Marilyn Monroe, X Zeblox, Mint Pass, failed to mint out despite being promoted on OpenSea's homepage. I feel like every project on OpenSea's homepage doesn't mint out because they're mostly garbage. Initial sales were slow and failed to break above the high mint price of 0.33 ETH, so the team cut supply. Emergency procedures were enacted. Cut it from 3.3K to 1K, and the floor price rocketed to 0.8 ETH before settling on uh, at 0.7 ETH. Volatility out there, moving between 0.7 and 0.8. Hold on to your seats because it's crazy. Worldwide Webland, MMORPG Metaverse game, announced that the project raised $10 million from Pantera Capital. That led me to go check out Pantera Capital's website to learn who their partners are. News 3x the floor price from 0.2 ETH to 0.6 before settling at 0.4 this morning. Those VC announcements sure to pump the floor for at least 30 minutes. Lastly, Blur and LooksRare agreed to hide OpenSea's marked flag icons by default on its marketplace. Going forward, users will have to manually enable the OpenSea flag view within the collections page settings on Blur, and users won't be able to sell flagged items into bids. I mean, I kind of like that. A lot of people in this space are going to be happy with that move. Oh, did you get rugged by someone? Did someone steal your uh, your NFT? And did you lose hundreds of thousands of dollars in your entire life savings? No one gives a shit. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Crypto price, 23.9. Okay, I guess. ETH, 
1651. Although when I just checked, that's definitely not where it was at. We're right now at 1634. It's headed down. It's a $17 difference. Big difference. Solana, somewhere in the 23, 24 range. Uh, 5.4 for something. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Blur. Blur. 94 cents. Steady decline. Uh, that's it for the weather report today. Just remember, bring your umbrella or don't. You know, there's going to be weather today. What a weather report. Ladies and gentlemen, some discussion from the Nifty Daily Digest, which is the newsletter you can subscribe to at thenifty.com, T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y.com. Coinbase created a free NFT mint to celebrate the testnet launch of its new Layer 2 network base. So Coinbase leaning in to this Layer 2 that they have announced this week. Uh, Proof launched its newest product, Artist Profiles, which allows users to learn more about artists and their backgrounds. So interesting move by Proof. Spotify, the dominant player in music streaming, launched a new trial for token-gated playlists as part of its ongoing Web3 exploration. So Spotify with their big-ticket token-gated playlists. We'll see if those are flying off the shelves. Hard to uh, hard to predict if that's going to happen. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, those are your updates. On to a discussion. Clemente, what are we talking about today? Sorry, my uh, my phone is off. I actually have very quickly some breaking news. Oh, let's go. Here we go. Hold on. Metro Just first. Let that play out. We have breaking the news. Popular... Hold on. Let the, let, the, let the music play. Okay, breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news, Metroverse, the pop once pop metaverse experience it announced last night that they will be shutting down. They once did 20 they did 25,000 ETH in trading volume, reached a high of 2 ETH uh floor price. They will be shutting down. You're- Their floor price currently sits at 0.01 ETH. Rip Metroverse. Nick, you remember this? Remember this? Uh, dude, I, I said this thing is a joke. People were like, this is the future. You remember? <laughs> we, we literally crapped on this on the, uh, on the show. I said that nice design. It looks like the exact sort of thing that a design agency would have thrown together and then done nothing with. Um, yeah. So this wow. turned out. Well, to- that was basically spot on. Yeah, it was yeah. a rug. And the, everyone these images- was on us. Yeah, these images were the business. Like, what the, this is what the business was, was these images. <laughs> Uh, Sim City lookalike uh, images, and they raised uh, wow twenty six thousand ETH in secondary volume. Almost, <laughs> I mean that's just that is just insanity. That's that. I mean that's like fifty million dollars worth worth of uh, that. So many people, man. We were getting so much fud for calling this project a joke. Uh, you know, I, I don't need to spread more negativity. My apologies, everybody. You know, some like I, I've been, but here I will say this pattern. It is it like if there's a theme for uh you know February 2023, it's all about making announcements about how you're shutting down your project, basically. <laughs> In the case of friends with you, they're not. You know, they're coming back. They did a whole PR campaign after they shut it down, and people called it a rug. And they're like, no, 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 no. It's not a rug. It's not. No, no, no. What like when we say we're going away for a bit, we don't mean that we're rugging the project. It just means that we're going on a meditation retreat less than one year into the launch of our project. You know, that's all that it means. And, and we don't know when we're coming back because we need to go find the energy and get our chakras aligned in order to figure out, you know, whether or not, you know, like how this business is going to operate moving forward. Because our estimate of how building a business works was completely off. We just completely didn't understand it. We didn't realize that we had to like work. And, and that part of it, you know, a lot of people get confused about it. What they realize is, is that like, yeah, after you get the money, you got to put in work and uh, building a game, building websites, building products and experiences uh, require, it requires actual work. And that's something that a lot of people, uh, especially uh, Generation, you know, Y and especially, I'll, I'll even shout out Generation Z while we're at it, you know, they're just. They're, they're, uh, they're, a lot of them can be pretty lazy, you know, they can be pretty lazy. And so, but they deserve it. You know, they deserve the money. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Metroverse, that you guys had to suffer, you know, a hard year of work for millions and millions of dollars. That is a struggle. <laughs> well, you know, Nick, uh, empathizing there with, uh, Metroverse as they shut down, uh, Clemente, you got your hand raised. What's going on? 
Yeah, I wanted to shout out community journalist Jay Lettuce for bringing the news to us. And upon the news, oh, uh, they that. also claim that we deli- they delivered every single deliverable in their roadmap. That's and right. Outline that. So, Nick, they did deliver, according to them, to their roadmap. Um, and they wanted to highlight that in the tweet that no one was allowed to respond to uh, unless they were. <laughs> Uh, we delivered. Okay. So fuck off is the message of that. Gotta love it. No one's allowed to respond to the tweet. That is hilarious. Bet your ass that no one's allowed to respond. Uh, Clemente, what are we talking about here? I know that was breaking news. What's the, uh, what's the subject du jour? So I hate to do it, but we're talking blur again because Mm. there are some, some latest developments to talk about here. First, we have looks rare and blur no longer showing flagged OpenSea assets by default. You know how to turn that on via a filter on their website. Um, and bids, while they cannot be accepted on these stolen assets yet, some people are speculating that that will be happening soon. So that's the first story on the whole blur versus OpenSea debacle that continues to be playing out to what seems like every single day we have a new development. But in other news, we have that it, there seem to be rising fears that the blur bid farming liquidity is drying up. Uh, mm-hmm. Machi, as we that. know, who bought most of Mando and OSS $9 million ape liquidation, has been aggressively farming these blur tokens, but he's been getting hit hard. And uh, as of the most recent account of his portfolio, he has over 16,000 ETH worth of NFTs in his portfolio right now, including 186 apes, 57 other deeds, 13 Azukis, and 71 mutants. Uh, there was a thread, a uh, really fun one, that was tracking everything that he was doing, including selling ape for ETH um, and now scaling back some of his bids. Um, but as a result, we're seeing some floors drop. Oh, um, other deeds went from, I believe, two ETH to the the low 1.2s, um, and he's trying to liquidate some of his portfolio Whoa. and scale back some of his bids, which is kind of creating this cascading effect. And lastly, Franklin is actually taking some of his apes out of Bendow to what some believe is um, uh, fears of them potentially getting liquidated due to the decreasing floor price, but that is just speculation. Um, so it's been a really interesting just seeing that playing out and people have fears that, Hey, the music at some point will stop playing. I think that's fair. Real quick, Nick. I mean, we got Franklin in the crowd here. Uh, one of the culprits of the issues in the NFT space right now, I've invited him to speak. We'll see if he he'll uh, show his face on the show, but anyway, uh, I've been tagging him in this, this scammer wouldn't uh, wouldn't accept it. I mean, he, dude, what a scammer, you know, (laughs) this guy. Uh, I'm t- uh, I'm here he is. Crim- oh. oh, the scammer shows his face. Ooh, here we go. Franklin decides to uh, dude, talk, talk us through the strategy. And do you feel any guilt or remorse about the lives that you've destroyed as part of manipulating this market? Franklin, yeah, my sincerest apologies to um, anybody who lost money because I, I don't know. I don't know how you lost money, but when <laughs> lose money, don't buy, don't buy from me. They lost money, Franklin, and it's your fault. And uh, and so so, can you also walk us through? So uh, in addition, we appreciate your apology there. Can you walk us through, like, what do the daily meetings with Machi look like when you're <laughs> discussing how you're going to collude on this market? So you know how the um, NFL is scripted. We we learned that um, two weeks before, before the Super Bowl how um, everything was just scripted. So the script um, today today I I wrote the script. Um, yesterday, Machi did, and so we email each other. Actually, we fax it to each other because you know we like the paper script better than the electronic script. And mm, time zones. So, I um I sent it to him today. We were we were, we decide um it's time to to lower lower all the floor prices. So, script is going as planned, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll meet with him in about I don't know four hours. We'll we'll discuss the script for tomorrow because you know again he's in a different time zone. So I'll get the script pretty early, you know, here where I'm at in the day so I can prepare myself for what's, what's going to happen tomorrow. 
Well, I hope that stand-up meeting with uh, Machi goes well. Easy, do you have any questions for Franklin? Because I know that you watch the uh, market at a very granular level, and we have, again, one of the, the greatest market manipulators on the show. The, real quick, before Easy, the, the big question is is uh, the conversation, the speculation ar about, around why you pulled your apes out of Ben Dow, is that, uh, is that accurate or is that fake news? Um, well, because of the um, one-hour timer for Ben Dow, you know, you just gotta you just gotta play the game right. If other people are liquidating that's had their apes that could liquidate any time, you know, you kinda gotta rush to uh to sell them. Um so I had more apes. I always most of the time have more apes than I than I should because well net for now at least, while staking the ape on Bendel, you can earn more than your interest that's going up in addition to getting Ben tokens. So it was actually making money the more debt I get, the more money I make. So it was a you know positive RRI play. Um, but since you know the the floor price was de decreasing a little bit, I just wanted to make sure I got to a safe amount of apes, um, which I think the final count is going to be between I would say upper seventies, lower eighties. So um, when this all started, I was in like the low nineties, and so um, I started I actually started selling off a little bit before. OSF did. So if you follow my bend down activities, I was pulling stuff out, selling it, and then boom, they sold 71. So I was a little bit more aggressive in trying to get the rest out. So I'm pretty much all out of pulling out of bend down. Plus, I think the price is kind of low anyway to to liquidate at this point, unless other people want to join in the sell-off. I mean, Machi went from 100 and maybe 40-something apes to 170-something. And, uh, you know, so he he's not the reason the floor is dipping. It's because other people are, are trying to front run him. And we all know what happens when uh, the floor price drops and it becomes talk of town. And uh, everybody says, oh, my goodness, Franklin's tanking the floor. So it's a giga chat move when uh, <laughs> and Mando dumped 71. Yet when I pull two apes that have been now, people panic. Like I'm going to be leaving the ecosystem anytime soon. So anytime that... You get, I get these signals and pings about, um, you know, kind of like a sports commentary of my trades. You know, anytime you smell that blood, we all know what happened each, each and every other time. And then, like, you know, a month later, you're like, oh, I wish I should have bought when everybody was fighting Franklin. So I'm not telling anybody to, to buy my bags or anything, but um, at, at this point, it's become a little bit repetitive. So it's not, it's not anything I'm like crying about. Do you think Blur is bad for the market? No, I, I think uh, it's pretty cool to see 25,000 ETH worth of Blur bids on apes. I mean, when when have we ever had that? We've made it up to like 150 floor, you know, with maybe at most um, 100, 200 ETH worth of open sea bids at any given time. So the fact that we have this much liquidity, liquidity this much interest in the space is really, really bullish for me, regardless of if we're not at all-time highs in price. It's just um, the interest in NFTs is, I feel like it's growing a lot. Then you have the Blur token, which is a, probably a nine-figure market cap. Um, you know, we had OpenSea raise at a, uh, what, third, some, something billion dollars. That's like, I don't know how many figures that is, 11 figures valuation. Um, but they didn't have any, like, you know, there was no metric to determine, okay, what's OpenSea's? overall market cap but now we have something with blur where um anybody where you know you could be sitting in the grocery store not even owning nft you can go on coinbase and buy a blur token and you know stake your belief in the nft market and nft marketplace so i think it's the first time where um we're encouraged to sort of shop around for nfts we're getting paid for our time and I think eventually the sentiment, whoever has negative sentiment towards Blur, um, they'll have to sort of, you know, eat their words and <laughs> realize they're missing out on a once, not once in a lifetime, but just certainly a game-changing opportunity to, um, I wouldn't just say make money, but just to enjoy the, the process of um, Web3 and sort of everything that crypto and Web3 and investing is going to sort of turn into in the future. And obviously, if Blur doesn't deliver, there's plenty and plenty of VCs and 
um, creative minds out there waiting to take them down and make a product that's better than Blur. So I really am positive on what's going to happen. Well, I'm going to completely disagree uh, in the sense <laughs> that uh, you're way too close to the trading action to think that uh, Blur volume has any indicator of actual demand for the NFT market. I think NFT demand is actually going down uh, right now in the short term. I do think over the long term it'll go up. But uh, right now we're seeing a ton of volume, which is basically uh, people trading in and out uh, based on these bid incentives. I can't see there being any uh, that that has any indicator of adoption of NFTs. No, no one. Uh, no one really gives like the average consumer. If you told them what's going on or any of the trades that you're making, they'd be like, "Huh? I have no idea what the hell you're talking about." Um, well, that's and, why uh, I mentioned the token. I mean, you could be like, if you're just sitting in the grocery store, you have nothing. You have no idea what NFTs are. You can still trade Blur token. Maybe that could educate somebody about NFT marketplaces and NFTs that may not have otherwise yeah. been reached. Just like ApeCoin, we were all bullish well, Coin for the masses. It's the same. You have the same. Um, opportunity to buy a coin or blur as you have to buy a coin yeah so what i did was i called up my grandma and i said grandma go sign up for gemini then what you're going to want to do is wait remember there's going to be a minimum deposit requirement you're going to have to get through that over the course of a couple of days then after you do that you're going to want to transfer that into metamask now metamask be careful because there's a good chance you're going to get scammed that's just part of being in the crypto space so move that into metamask then you're going to go over to uniswap you're going to be on uniswap and then you're going to convert that ETH into Blur token. Remember, uh, you're going to want to uh, turn up uh, the uh, slippage. You're going to want to adjust that slippage <laughs> to 5%, Grandma, while you're making that trade. Because it, when you're moving in and out of the market, you got to move fast. So you need that liquidity. Uh, you need more flexibility in those bids. So uh, yes, I mean, that's, I, that's, that sounds tough, but all this she has to do is just go on Coinbase and buy Blur. I think Coinbase... Didn't they list Blur on their centralized? Oh, is that right? No, okay, they, they did enough. list it, but I think the price is higher or something on Blur. Easy. Do you have any questions uh, for Franklin yeah, given I didn't, his market I didn't, manipulation? I didn't, mean, I didn't mean that Blur was easily accessible for people to download a MetaMask and get scammed. I really was talking about the centralized exchange, the same rate, the same place you buy your ETH from the bank. And, you know, you put your money in from the bank and buy ETH or put your money in from the bank and buy ApeCoin. You can do it with Blur. That's, that's what I was mentioning. I, I didn't mean to take it. To that level, you, you were you were mm -hmm. talking shit about my grandma, Franklin, <laughs> and I don't appreciate. That's disrespectful for you to come on this stage. She's not even alive right now. I'm going to be honest, but you're 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 just speaking ill ill of her, and I just don't I, I don't respect that. And that you know, there's now some bl bad blood between us. <laughs> Easy, is there anything that you wanted to add, Franklin? Is there any concern? I guess for like the market once the farming incentives stop. Like, do you feel at all that it's like propped up at the moment? Because it seems like I, I, what, I don't I think got, it's going to stop. It's it's um, why would Blur if Blur stops, somebody else is going to start. It's like that's just how it is. So if Blur wants to stay relevant, they're going to continue to innovate ways to reward people who are in the space. I like that take. Uh, my Blur other question: stopped, there, I would stop trading on Blur too. I, who who all has decreased? Who all in this room has decreased their trade activity on the OpenSea website? Because there's no, they realized the incentives for trading on OpenSea. You know, first you were paying, you were paying them 2.5 percent, so you weren't even getting paid. You were paying them, and then um, probably you know forced to pay royalties. And and in the last month, you know, I would like to ask anybody who's I'm, I stupid. I'm gonna raise my hand, Franklin. I stupidly have not uh, done anything associated with Blur. I got like. $400 on the Blur airdrop, which I know like the average person is going to be like, won't sneeze at that, but they're not used to the average crypto sized airdrop. So I uh, stupidly have been doing a lot of trades uh, on OpenSea when I participate. That's just dumb, I know, but okay. I hate uh, Blur's uh, user experience personally. It's just annoying for me because I am, you know, I was raised by my grandma. And uh, and so similar to her getting robbed now from MetaMask for particip trying to buy the damn Blur token on Uniswap, I'm in a similar thing. And I say I, the grandma thing's a joke, but I'm being legit. I, I don't like uh, Blur's uh, user experience. It's, ju it's just uh, poorly designed. Do um, does, As a poorly designed board ape with crazy eyes, would you rather have that or have nothing at all because you didn't like the art of the ape? <laughs> it's a different conversation. Well, it's the same thing. You are you offering me one? Because I'm down. No, no. I, if you got a crazy eye over there, I'll take it off your hands, dude. So if if Blur is the crazy eyes version of of um, NFT marketplaces, 
and you just turn it down because you don't like what it looks like. Um, is that good advice for people listening to you? <laughs> In my opinion, it's a different conversation, Franklin. Uh, easy. Do you have any follow-ups from Franklin? Nothing really. I mean, it's the main thing was like where he sees the market going. I guess, Franklin, is there any concern around the fact that it's like 50 wallets, tops, 15 wallets that account for about 50% of the volume right now? No, I mean, how many uh, how many apes do the top fifteen holders have? It's all it all it all happens that way. You always have. But you continue to top. focus on like this ape narrative. Like, what about no, every it's, other it's, existing product? I'm just using an analogy. Um, we've, it's not like this is the first time we've seen whales dominate a market. How many yeah. shares do the top fifteen holders of I don't know Tesla own? You know, it's not that 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 is not surprising. What would surprise me is if we all like wash traded to fake wallets and stuff. That would be an issue, but that's not happening. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, shout- okay, watch trading is not. <laughs> Boom, you heard it from Franklin. We've we've exposed Franklin. Uh, the next thing that we're exposing is our sponsors. So rare, they're exposed at this point. Oh, I thought you were going to say what pants you're wearing, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, so rare has been around since 2018. If you like fantasy sports and nfts then what other platform can you use the answer is you can't use any other platform so rare is your option and it's a damn good option so like i said there's legit volume on so rare every single month we're actually giving away a so rare nft i'm gonna pin it to the top in just a second and if you sign up for so rare at the nifty.com slash so rare and then post your lineup in response to that tweet at the top you'll have a chance to win a steph curry card We gave away a LeBron James card last month and a Jason Tatum card the month before. If you don't know these players, they are all top-tier NBA players because the NBA is on so rare. So is in the MLB. So is in English Premier League football, you know, soccer, uh, where they sign a four-year deal. So that's pretty crazy. If you want to compete against me, again, sign up at the nifty.com, T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y.com slash so rare. There's hundreds of thousands of participants each and every week. Uh, so yes, so rare is a badass NFT platform. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, reach, uh, sign up at the nifty.com slash so rare. Check out the tweet at the top for a chance to win. Clemente, what are we talking about next? More, essentially, we're going to be breaking down this funding uh, debacle and how it affects price action on NFTs. So this is coming off of what we mentioned earlier, World Wide Web announcing a $10 million raise and planning to invest it heavily in recruitment. Uh, And upon that announcement yesterday, the floor went from about 0.2 ETH to 0.6 and now settling at 0.4. And as we mentioned earlier this week, OniForce, who had announced this big acquisition that was finally that was finalized and they were up trending. I believe they topped out in, in the mid 2.1s, 2.2s. They are now settling in at 1.5 ETH. So the big question that I'm I'm trying to think through is how do you approach these these acquisitions? Is it that typical buy the rumor, sell the news? Does anything fundamentally change about a company when it gets either acquired or gets um additional funding that makes this a longer term buy. And the reason why I ask is I don't with, with especially the news of, of projects like Metroverse uh, shutting down, I believe we're either going to see people shutting down, getting acquired or trying to raise additional funds. So over the next few months, I'm trying to figure out what the best strategy is for these types of rumors or acquisitions going forward. It's always sell the news in the short term, and I think look and then add them to your watch list for buys uh, is, is the way to handle a lot of these acquisitions. Because inevitably, what you're searching for in the NFT space, the NFT space is uh, super ADHD like myself, and also uh, short term minded. And so the the reality is is people forget all the news within probably 48 hours. But if you really want to give it some time, give it a few weeks, and uh, floors will go down after a news event. That's the time, I think, to, to enter most of these projects and, and just hold on to them. Here's the reality. If you made 50% a year in the stock market, you'd be absolutely destroying. You, you'd be basically like one of the top performing hedge funds, if not you know the top performing hedge fund, essentially. That would just be an incredible performance. And those are the types of things that you can conservatively get. This is not financial advice. In the... Uh, in the uh, NFT space. I think those are the, the, some of the best 
opportunities for getting those sorts of gains. If you're looking for the thousand X's sort of things, that's that's like usually hype-fueled run-ups, basically, and those are also short-lived. But by short-lived, those they can uh, there's the saying that in the bull market, the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay liquid. Uh, and I think that that sort of situation applies here um, to, to huge run-ups. But uh, yeah, I think it's sell the rumor and then uh, wait for the floor to settle and buy in. Easy. It looked like you were... Yeah, I'm in like the same boat. Like it's like you almost want to sell as soon as the announcement drops and then wait to see what they execute on. Like I like the Oni Force announcement. It's from a good group. But for me, it's like I want to see what happens next. Like that's my big thing is like where does it go from here? Because like you can have a good acquisition and then they can just not care. There, this space, the NFT space is filled broadly with miserable execution. <laughs> uh, and I would say like uh, we missed a bunch of deadlines last year. Uh, but we're hoping to rectify it uh, this year. But I would say, like, it's uh, the the upside for us is we still have we're still capitalized, and I think a, there's a lot of businesses that just are not even making an attempt in this space. And so uh, we're going to see a lot of uh, acquisitions like this, especially in a bear market, where people swoop in and say, "I'm going to put in an operating team into this and see what happens." And for them, it's not a big bet. It sounds like they were acquired for like. $3 million or something like that. And for a private equity fund or something, that's like the fund manager's salary, essentially, that they just like dropped on it. Most of these uh, organizations are used to making investments of $20 million plus. So for them, this is like a flyer. They get to get some uh, friends who have experience, who probably you know ran a successful business before and say, hey, go try and turn this thing around and turn it into something. Um, so I, I just think... Uh, there's a uh, uh, like there's there's going to be a number of deals here where uh, people hop in, they end up buying a la Pudgy Penguins style, and they uh, turn it around. Now, obviously, Pudgy Penguins is not a private equity company. They had a successful business. They could put in money into this company, and they saw an opportunity there to build uh, a brand which uh, sustains. And that's the thing that exists here right now. Is there's this like unique opportunity to develop intellectual property within the NFT space and build sustainable brands. And ironically, a lot of the people that have built uh, IP, which is that first collection, essentially, they're not doing anything with it, basically. And so there, there's there's there, there's just an opportunity for a lot of these investors to hop in and uh, turn around the ship. And this is just one of those examples. The NFT market, though, the trading market just doesn't give a crap. Like They, they just don't care about like actual business. They care more, much more about hype and speculation. And so that's your job. Can you keep that going for a period of time? And right now the sell-off is just like, oh, is this why the, the, what the lead-up in Oni Forest was? Okay, I'm not super thrilled about that. Great, another venture announcement. I've seen that press announcement every day. So anyways. Easy, anything to add to that? No, I think Nick literally just hit the nail on the head. It's like you have so much speculation and people anxiously waiting to see like what is going to come from it. And a lot of the times like it disappoints, you know? So like for me, how does that actually like lead to some form of result? And the Odie Force one specifically, I think that there is a lot of potential upside, but it, it all comes down to like, I guess that execution, you know, like that's always the biggest thing. And they haven't experienced growing Binance's market extensively, which I think can translate well. But it's the NFT space. And right now we're in this kind of like weird limbo of like figuring out what's next, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely where we're at, I think. Clemente, you have your hand raised, something to chime in with or another topic yeah, to serve the, us? The only thing I'm, I'm curious about when it comes to these acquisitions is like what's stopping whoever buys this project to go, okay, what? I'm trying to figure out how, how do they, is there... My fear is that all of a sudden these guys go, okay, we paid, let's just say $3 million for this. Why don't we mint out uh, another another project using the OniForce brand and community, tie it to speculation. We drop it at 0.05 ETH each, an additional $10,000 collection or an open edition. We make $2 million and we already get half That's our capital back. That's exactly what Nike did. Right. That's exactly what Nike did. Like, so, so that is a strategy you can take. Ultimately, you're going to see people deploy multiple strategies. The the pitch of uh, Board Ape Yacht Club and Yuga Labs, essentially, when they went and raised funding, was uh, we're going to sell more NFTs 
We're going to generate more revenue. Look at the revenue that we're making off of just royalties alone, which are now dead, uh, which is a huge impact to them organizationally. That fortunately they have a ton of capital available, but they they just had the revenue completely chopped. Uh, so they were neutered as a business, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, and so the model that used to exist uh, of royalties to the top uh, projects is being disrupted right now. Uh, and so you're, what you're saying, there is a higher chance that primary sales take place. I think what we're going to see is more innovation and in projects. We have our own ideas of how that plays out as well. Uh, like how can you do more primary sales drops without greater dilution to your overall NFTs? There's only one company that's done a great job at that, and that's Yuga Labs. Uh, a lot of the other people that we've seen do that, they've basically done more drops generated more revenue and we haven't seen shit since that since that went down that's not a sustainable model and the community the people that buy it are not really excited about it that said we're making it up as we go the market is making it up as we go what you really have to see you don't know that's the reality around uh the, around the nft market a you're not a shareholder you own a product right you you just bought an image that's all that you got and you're speculating a collectible. on collectible everybody else yeah a collectible and, and uh, you have no entitlement to any information about what that business is going to do. Two options for them. One, they maybe they're IP-centric, and that's what the team decides to focus on. And they really go and take the long-term approach because the acquisition may have been $3 million, But like I said, those sorts of firms can throw in $20 million. So they could have just thrown in 10 more and said, hey, here's operating capital for the next few years. Go build the IP. Then we'll do another drop. So I, I, anyone who's short-term minded, I don't think is going to win when this market turns back around. And so they could do that. But uh, basically what you need to look at, the only thing that you can base these companies on, on a collectible standpoint, and, and if you're trading it and speculating, is really the public announcements that come out. Other than that, you don't know what's going to happen. But that's where people reveal their cards. And oftentimes the place where people reveal their cards is where Metroverse just did. At, we're shutting it down. <laughs> and, uh, and so that's where they reveal it. You thought that we were doing something for the past year, but we're not. So that's one of the other options. You can do a hard rug, which I would pull that. I would categorize that as a delayed hard rug. Yeah, because that's just been the story the whole time. You have a slow rug, which was Oni Force until it got acquired, right? Yep. So now they come in with another team that comes in. And now you're uh, – my guess – so far, we have one example of that that's been, where the acquisition has gone out, gone down, and that's Pudgy Penguins. So if that playbook plays out again, I might pick up some Oni Force here. Like, to be completely honest, you got a ca well-capitalized team with actual business acumen. And it's not going to rug. I mean, they just bought the thing. You don't buy something so that you can just cancel it. Yeah, and the Web3 space is mostly filled. Most of the NFT projects are led by founders that have zero business acumen, just learned how to trade NFTs, and they weren't entrepreneurs until suddenly they had millions of dollars flashing in their face. They posted shit, uh, memes on Twitter a couple times. Yeah. So, I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with becoming inspired to become an entrepreneur. But if you weren't motivated by that and instead money fell into your lap and that's what's driving it, I'm, it's not going to be... I'm. I'm I'm likely not going to be a big, uh, big gambler on you. Well, my uh, my man, my man, Nick, something's in the water this morning. He's crushing it. I got some questions for Easy. I'm excited. I just bought an NFT, and I'm going to ask Easy if that was smart or if that was stupid. And if he thinks it's smart, I'm going to buy more. But before we get to that, shout out to So Rare. Our sponsor. Sign up at the nifty.com slash so rare. If you like fantasy sports and NFTs, then what the hell are you doing? Last month, a one of one John Morant sold for 50K. A one of one Anthony Edwards card sold for 40K. Those are NBA players. Do you not want a chance to get an NFT that you can sell for 50K? What are you doing? Seriously. What are you doing? Go sign up for so rare, the nifty.com slash so rare, T H E N I F T Y.com slash so rare. Been around since 2018. Biggest fundraising round in European history. They timed their fundraise with the top of the market. Did you do that? No. No, you didn't. 
You're not as successful as So Rare. Just kidding, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway. <laughs> so Rare told us to call you a bunch of losers. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, we're, we're just having some fun with the, uh, with the So Rare read here. Anyway, it's free to play. We believe the future of NFTs is free to participate. A lot of people are beating that drum right now. Makes a lot of sense. You sign up on So Rare, you get a bunch of NBA cards or whatever sport you're playing cards for free. You, you don't have any expectation of selling those. You use those to play and you can win better cards. You can then either keep those better cards and play with them or you can sell those cards for USDC or ETH because So Rare is on Starkware, which is layer two Ethereum, ladies and gentlemen. So sign up at the nifty.com slash so rare that's t-h-e-n-i-f-t-y.com slash s-o-r-a-r-e so look clemente we got this final discussion here huh yeah so here's what i'm and, and franklin can jump in if he'd like but my thesis is is as a i would say i'm a more casual trader what's going through my head is i'm i'm scared to jump into a lot of these collections right now because I do feel like the price is inflated 10 to 15% uh, because of the blur bid farming and the liquidity provided that I don't know how long it's going to last. So what I'm going through is, is I'm trying to think through over the next month or so and, and easy, I'd love for you to, to take the rain on this, is let's assume for a second that the market does start seeing a bit of a, a domino effect if the blur liquidity does start going down a bit. Um, and we do see some of these dips. Uh, I'd like to create, like Nick was saying, a watch list of projects that I'm potentially looking to buy sub 1.5 to 1 ETH. Uh, so easy. I'm curious if, if you have any price targets or anything where for you, uh, as you're watching some of these dips, if they come, that you have the buy ready. Uh, like I'm thinking Sappy Seals, Wrecked Guy, Valhalla, Chimpers. And if you have any thesis or knowledge that you can share, as, a, as I look to kind of prep for the next month or so within this market. Yeah, what's up with this Valhalla move right now? Yeah, I mean, they have their marketplace launching today. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have been buying pretty heavily too. I saw a few bigger names on the on the, on the the Twitter sphere excited about it. So that's one that looks interesting. Val, on, about Valhalla? So the NFT that I bought was the Valhalla Reserve Token. Am I out to lunch on that buy? Because uh, there's a massive supply of it. Mm -hmm. 31,000. Yeah, and the reason that that's out, and I think there may even be more liquidity, like more of those tokens launching. What that is is their tokens actually burn for rerolls of their armory, so they have like trade swapping. Supply is limited and deflationary. The Valhalla Reserve cannot make the token printer go burn. Okay, so then it's done. So then it's completely capped at this point. So that the entire that's like gamified trade swapping for them, which I think if their marketplace drives interest, that's going to be a big piece that they like broadcast. All right, I'm buying another um, one. Yeah, my the more interesting thing is like they actually had a pretty good thread today on why they're launching their own marketplace about it being a more curated experience and used a few examples of that. So I like it because you have the right people involved and it's a lot of people that haven't been like aggressively broadcasting it or even like dropping the name. But if you know the chart that they're sharing, it makes sense. The team hasn't vanished, but like my bigger concern is like their main value add was the fact that they wanted to be like a Twitch competitor which like I personally hope they move on from because right now you have like kick launching and getting hyper aggressive growth at the moment and having like a crypto integration for tips, et cetera, which like kind of defeats the purpose of a crypto native streaming platform. So other than that, though, I mean, the team continued and like they had to, the reason they launched this marketplace was because they said that that was their primary focus and they wanted to actually deliver something that they guaranteed. So I like that play. The, the Armory token, if they can draw more interest aside from just trade swapping, I certainly could see more upside on that. Well, I also feel like we saw this play out with, uh, what's it called, um, Azuki Bob Bobu the Bean Farmer, where when Azuki was on like an unholy pump, uh, there was like a delayed pump, you know, lagging pump on the token, you know, the Bobu the Bean Farmer, because it was the cheapest exposure to Azuki. I remember I was about to buy it, and then someone said to me that, that the, it was because it's a, it's a fractionalized Azuki, and if you do the math on the market cap, the math doesn't make any sense, right? It's like 16 million for that fractionalized Azuki. That doesn't really make sense but the nft space doesn't make sense right and small number just means ooh, i can buy that that's small number azuki is big number it's you know 17 eth at the time or something like that this token is small number i'll buy small number and so i'm trying to just 
you know, uh, apply that same, um, you know, kind of logic to uh, what we're talking about here. But we have some other collections. So that was the Valhalla collection. How about Sappy Seals at 1.1 Ethereum Easy? The Sappy Seals play is interesting because they just launched a Bitcoin Ordinal at the moment collection that, uh, and someone actually burned this Happy Seal yesterday. I've been trying to figure out who it was because that was like a weird thing to do. Um, so now there's 9,999. But I think that those could pull back, to be completely honest. Like, I think we could see those back towards like 0.8, and that gives an opportunity for more upside. They tend to range 0.7 to 1.1. So it's a little bit high for me right here. I love this Happy Seals project in like ecosystem. I don't hold any. I've traded in and out of them a few times. But to me, that is more of like, what's next for the Seals? They have a meme machine that came out. They're hyper aggressive on social media, which is in an attention economy exactly where you want to be. But just the range that they trade in, unless they break above like 1-2, which would open up like a, a 25-30% runner at 1-5, I'm about a buyer in this range. Okay. They'll be, they'll be under an ETH in less than 14 days. Okay. Yeah, I, agree. I agree with that sentiment. There you go. Uh, wrecked guy at 1.1 Ethereum. A buyer. You're a buyer. Yeah, some dude, something about those wreck guys, man. Something OSF and Mando show up every single day. And this market's only going to get more and more wrecked. So... It, it works. I don't know what it is about them. I've never held a wreck guy, but would it surprise me if they got back to one five area and maybe even higher? No, not at all. Damn, that's another high buy uh, for easy making the call. Nick, did you want to chime in with something? It looks like maybe it's okay if you don't. I mean, I'm just thinking like they just got nine million dollars or whatever it is. Like maybe they take a break. <laughs> you never know. Or maybe, or maybe it was like you know that doesn't matter. That sort of you know that sort of cash just doesn't really make a difference to them. So possible, like, possible. You know, I I didn't. If so, like I'd love to check out their apartment. Like maybe they could let me crash sometime. <laughs> just see sort of like the life that they're living. It's, um, it's probably but, pretty good, and it's in uh, Europe, so it's even better. Uh, last but not least, Chimpers at one point two easy. I'm a buyer. Of shippers I want to. And I said that yesterday too. Yeah. Like that's one project. I Dude, I really like their team. Like they are like when you think storytelling NFTs, people are like, eh, I'm not a huge fan of that. But shippers has done probably the best job so far of painting a story outside of Yuga with just like animated images. You know, like it's mostly GIFs. It's mostly things like that. And I just think that they've done an incredible job with it. And their, their community is like one of my favorite because they're just friendly. Like when you talk bad about them, they're like, hey, let me actually explain this to you in a nice way. Instead of like, you're an idiot. You don't get the ecosystem. And they're like, well, actually, this is what's going on. You know, it's like it's a nice breath of fresh air from people who seem to just genuinely enjoy the project. And uh, Tempered, he makes great art. So they've done a really good job of like not causing crazy dilution while still having rare assets. And they, they got a really strong core like holder base. There we go. F Franklin, out of those collections that we just mentioned to recap, we got Valhalla, Sappy Seals, Wreck Guy, and Chimpers. Wh which one which are you, most... you going to sleep? <laughs> I got um, over 40 Wreck Guys this morning. So just in not financial advice to which you. Yeah, so are. don't buy Wreck Guys till he yeah, don't, don't buy it. Just go ahead. Don't go near it. Um, Do not go Valhalla, near it. Valhalla, Wreck Guy, Sappy Seals, and was there something else? Valhalla, Wreck Guy, Sappy yeah. Seals, and Chimpers. Chimpers. I mean, those are all strong projects, but, um, uh, and your question was, you, uh, the, the sentiment is that the market is going to go down, which I mean, it's, it's, it's fair to always think that it's, it goes down in more days than it goes up. So, um, I, I just don't understand the hate, the, not the hatred, but the, the lack of attention. If you don't like blur that you just don't want to use it. So here's the alpha for everybody, everybody in the room. You can still earn blur points, maybe not as many points, but take your price target 15, 10 or 15% below the floor if you really think that it's going to go that low and just take your however many ETH you got and just max bid at that value. Just leave it in there. You you won't buy anything until it's 10 or 15% underneath what it is now. So it's, just, it's whatever price you think is worth coming in. If your bid hits, then your, your target hits. And obviously... You know, maybe your opinion of the market might change and you think it'll go down another 10 or 15 percent when it gets there. But the whole point of um, making money and getting ahead in the space is trying to predict things that happened before it happened. So why not go ahead and put your 10, 15 percent below floor price bid into um, blur and earn some blur tokens while you're bidding? Again, it's not going to be as much, but it's, it's again, you're getting paid to literally do nothing. Um, that That's just my my advice. Well, hey. So 
in terms of a project that I think is going to go 10 to 15%, um, you know, put your bids in, <laughs> put your bids in and, and the blue chips, board apes, uh, cool cats, doodles. Um, oh, I bought a lot of, of Oni Force, so go ahead and put in Oni Force. Um, you know, just it, it doesn't really matter at this point. Just take the top volume that's traded regularly or the ones that are popular on Twitter. You know, um, yeah, you mentioned Sappy Sills and just put that, put all your ETH into the 10, 15 percent below, and then you'll, you'll, you'll put your money where your mouth is and get paid while doing it. Got it. Bunny, you have your hand raised. What's going on? I, I just wanted to make a personal plea to Franklin to not let the FUD stop him from buying uh, Bored Apes. He's really the only one buying them at, at these inflated prices, uh, single-handedly keeping my net worth above uh, six figures. I do appreciate that. There, there, you, there you go, Bunny. Uh, Clemente, uh, a little closing segment, right? Yeah, so we're we're trying this new segment at every single show, giving you something that you have to or you can be looking for in the market to potentially take advantage of. And for today, a Coinbase yesterday launched a quote unquote free commemorative mint as part of the base launch that was announced. It's mintable on Zora until midnight Eastern on Sunday. About a hundred thousand have already been minted, uh, and people are actually paying a premium for. Uh, some of these low triple digit uh, serial numbers. We saw a couple of sales over one ETH. So there's speculation that it could be something. And at one dollar, you're you're up. Your downside is is low. Um, and in the upside, that there is some speculation. That speculation turns to something. You could be looking at a potential profit to be looking for there. Nick, you uh, you chuckled. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like literally put any random image and just be like, it's a low number. And people are like, Oh my God, I got to get the low numbers. It's like the, uh, the ordinals, uh, inscriptions numbers, the, 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 uh, ENS domains, uh, short, uh, low numbers. Like it's, it's, I, I don't know. I just think it's hilarious. It's like, uh, uh, it is as stupid as it sounds. You know, some of those things are just like human behavior, uh, when it comes to collecting, I've been looking at, uh, the toy market, uh, and just sort of like watching videos and and learning about people who like collect toys, because uh, that sounds weird. Because a lot, of that, but uh, but like and, and how those businesses operate, and uh, it's, it's like people like end up just habitually like collecting, you know, the those toys, and they end up looking for some of these low number items. I don't know, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's completely artificial, but it works. So it's I, a collectibles here, thing. I'm here for it, and uh, I'm trying to understand that as deeply as I can because I'd like to exploit that uh, as much as possible for for profit. That's what I'm talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks to everybody who's listening. Thanks to Franklin for not only manipulating the market but joining the show. We run the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.15 a.m. Eastern Time each and every week. One more shout-out to our sponsor, So Rare. Sign up at thenifty.com slash so rare, T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y dot com slash S-O-R-A-R-E. If you enjoy fantasy sports and the blockchain, we will be back next week. See you then.